Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It's November 18th. This is Dave Neal, and welcome to Bachelor Rush Hour. I don't cross my T's. got a lot to get into today. Three great stories for you. So much drama, you won't believe it. We have extra leftovers just in time for Thanksgiving. Let's kick it up. Let's go. Where are my rebels at out there? Friday afternoon, you got your paycheck, money in the bank, cash in the pocket. Just hit the taco stand, got a date tonight, six-pack of beer, couple four locos, ready to tell some lies. Where my rebel's at? Where my mom's at? <laughs> Here we go now. Because a mom's just gyrating as they breastfeed right now. That's right. We know you're all out there. We don't care where you're coming from, where you're going, what are you doing right now. We all got that rebel soul inside of us. We got three great stories for you today. Plus, the vlog came out behind the scenes Bachelor in Paradise recapper Dave Neal. My new vlog you have to check out. I need you to watch it. Link in the description below. I worked really hard on it, and I think it's a ton of fun. It's sexy. I can be good when I wanna. You know, not to educate people, but some people just don't know what a vlog is. It's a video log. So it, I did a day in the life on Tuesday where I, you know, Tuesday's a long day. Woke up at 6.15. Uh, did a Bachelor in Paradise recap. Bunch of other content. Did a podcast with Zachary Reality. And also had, you know, a live stream, Patreon. So much content happened. Breaking news story. And I shared it all from the behind-the-scenes perspective. If you like what I do and you want to know more about the gear, how it all works, you can see that. Plus, special shout-out to Mimi in Pittsburgh who sent us a fantastic gift. We unboxed it on the vlog. Again, that's all in the vlog channel. Appreciate all those that have supported, left kind comments. And to all of you guys for leaving kind comments on our, what is, I guess, the fourth week of this dang podcast. I almost forgot to upload it today. I was having so much fun walking the dog. Tasha and I are leaving for Thanksgiving tomorrow night. I'm bringing my nice podcasting equipment with me, so we will be recording all that. Anyway, this was our intro, and this was Rebel Soul. Soul. All right, folks, let's jump right into it, get to our first story of the day. I was as surprised as everyone else that this story even existed, but we have, well, you know what? The story's going to speak for itself. Just have a listen. Okay, let's get into the story. I got a text message first thing in the morning from Meredith. Shout out to Meredith on Instagram. She said, if you need a story for a video, Caitlin and Danielle are talking shite on Sierra for talking crap about Michael and then releasing a single right after. Timestamp around the 26-minute mark on Caitlin's podcast with Danielle. Okay, let's listen to it. But first, here's how it all went down. Michael was dating Sierra, and then she kind of was like throwing him shade once he kind of 
broke up with her and then all of a sudden like the love of his life shows up so sierra said the biggest coward is a man who awakens a woman's love without the intention of loving her so she threw some mad shade at michael and michael sort of defended himself he said look i took the i i didn't take her rose she had the power there you know whatever he said choosing to end my only relationship when i was gifted a constellation and didn't have a rose was not a good look but i knew that so he and he defends himself and then he said he can only be with people that are scarred of course him and Danielle have a uh, sort of similar um, backgrounds and that they've lost loved ones. Um, he said, I know people have opinions about me right now, but I'm most proud of messages like this. I love my widower community. And she said, I've never even been on a one-on-one ever, period. Bachelor in Paradise, LMAO, F me. So clearly not on the same page there. No response yet from Sierra on Twitter or Instagram, but I'm telling you, she's going to respond to this. Let's have a listen. But I'm like, It's funny because you know it, it is people... Some people just make that show, the entertainment of it all, Mm -hmm. the ups and the downs and everything that comes along with the journey of a relationship. But it's you can just tell when people are there for genuine love. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, again, the fact that we're just, you know, I would like to see more of you and Michael, but I feel like you two have a very healthy relationship on our screens right now. There's been really no drama for you, except for the fact that what's her face is trying to say, like, but in three days, he led me on and What's there was a bigger face? plan. It's and like, I've got receipts. And I'm like, but if you have receipts, that's fine. Like, Okay, so Caitlin starts to throw Sierra under the bus. Danielle, for the first time, I believe, takes the bait. For the most part, I think Danielle's been kind of like laying out of it. Show him. Yeah, show him. I, in my opinion, I have never talked to her, so I can't speak for her. But from but. my opinion, from an outsider viewer, Wells and I talked about this, mm-hmm. is just like... Dude, it was three days and he might have had some feelings towards you that doesn't like don't take that away from what it really was, because maybe it was something nice that made him realize like, hey, wait, I did like you, but it's not where I want it to be. And like what you're watching the rest of the season play out at. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, they have a good point, you know, like you have to sort of pursue relationships the way someone with their hair on fire pursues a pool of water, right? That's the old thought. You got to go hard into relationships. Not not always. Some people go a little too hard. But you have to really commit and, and really pursue that and really open your heart. And sometimes in doing that, the other person might like you more than you like them. And that's not good. Now, if you did that in every relationship, it might be problematic. But you burn people. People get burned playing with relationships fire that's that's normal that happens it's also fair for sierra to feel used in this situation she's allowed to feel that feeling that's kind of the price you pay for trying to open up yeah she's making it seem like he was just like a little playboy but like also again this is this is honestly it's been By the way, it's she, just, she, she just paused here i just love that danielle paused here she goes and also uh, it's been a little frustrating you can tell she wasn't gonna talk about this and she is so let's just let's just tell us how you feel but if this is someone that you really cared so much about right. like you know and respect why are you shitting on his happiness oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah i'll oh. say it for you because <laughs> it's not about her caring about him it's about she feels scorned she feels like she was let on that's what it's about. So not to nitpick here, but it's not like if you really f- loved, felt his happiness, you'd want him to move on. Now, that's not what it's about. It's about her feeling like he was a fraud t- uh, to her in that relationship. <laughs> but good luck on your single that you just released after you tweeted something Stop. crappy. Stop. <laughs> she released a single after that? Yeah. Oh, see, like, no, just recently. That doesn't like sit right week. with me. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, you know, I but hope it does whatever. Well. <laughs> yeah, I hope it does too. You know? 
we're all trying to like make our way out here. Just don't try and bring someone else down the process. I think there's that's, better ways to do it. That's very fair. Yeah. You don't need to bring someone to, someone down, especially a good person who's just trying to find love in a in a hopeless place. Yeah. Don't try and bring them down to release a single. I do respect the hustle, though. I mean, yeah. I love Caitlin. It's, it's of course, Caitlin goes, I do respect the hustle. I love Caitlin's love. Ha, ha, ha. Now, I actually, I'm sorry for not being more prepared here. I didn't realize we didn't have this uh, clip up, but I didn't know Sierra released a single here. Monsters and Critic is like the barrel scraper blog, kind of like myself. So they have the information. Sierra Jackson releases a single and receives support from Bachelor Nation stars. Well, this is on May 30th. So she releases the single way before any of the Twitter drama came out, but you could argue that with the single out, she wanted to um, spice things up a little bit. And I wouldn't blame her because everybody does that. Everyone who's selling a book or something, everyone who's doing that kind of will say what they can to get some eyeballs on them. Sierra Jackson is a woman of many talents, and she recently shared her knack for singing with her 23,000 followers. Sierra announced the release of her single, Dark Blue. All right. Let's see if we can listen to it. She shared the cover art for a new single, Dark Blue, as well as revealed that the song is out now on Spotify. Oh, the song's on Spotify. Well, if it's on Spotify, that means I probably can't play it. I tell you what, I'll listen to it after this, and in the next video, I'll see if I can play it. But I'm pretty sure it'll get a content strike against me. But let's just listen to more of what they had to say. It's hard out here. <laughs> I respect the hustle. Sometimes you got to make headlines to, you know. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but will that will we see that play out on the reunion filming? Yeah. You know, I think you'll see a lot of surprises oh. on the reunion. Okay. So you'll just have to I never know what's going to make the cut. So there you go. <laughs> I think a lot of people would be nervous to go back to paradise and be like, oh, I'm at this point in my life. Like, do I really need to I do that? And I'm sure you're nervous. I was going to ask, how nervous were you about going back? I'm 37 years old in a 37-year-old body with a bunch of like 24-year-olds. Oh. All right. As a 37-year-old, I can understand. Yeah. If I had to go compare my uh, my abs to the twins or whatever, you know, that wouldn't be, you know what I mean? And then they serve pizza and, the, and I'm looking at a glass of wine, like how much sugar is in the wine. When I was a kid, but back in my day, in my 20s, I looked at a glass of wine and I pounded it. Now I'm like, well, I'm going to have to go on the 20 million. <laughs> All right. I know that might be problematic, but that's the honest truth. That's how I feel. All right. So we're having trouble pulling this up, but yeah, it looks like there was a whole thread on her single, which I was not aware of. I just was not aware of this. So we'll see if we can pull this up in a hot second here. And um, I mean, look, let me leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think as far as the, um, the, the word spat there by Danielle and Caitlin, because not only they took it to the level where they're cute. I mean, Danielle's kind of accusing Sierra of fabricating this drama in a sense. I mean, isn't that what she's doing here? All right. I got it pulled up. Let's just have a quick listen. I can't play much of it. Dark a lot blue. of people. We've oh, that's that's uh, that's a podcast. <laughs> here it comes. Dark blue. Oh, she's got two singles out. Four thousand plays. Let's wait for that beat to drop in here. Hold on. It's coming. See, here's the thing. I don't want to... I got to talk over part of it. Good voice. She's got a good voice there. Oh, this is like James Bond stuff. I know, Dave. Why are you talking over it? That's, that's all I can play for you. Otherwise, it's going to get flagged and all that jazz. But there was a thread out for her single. Again, this was six months ago. This seems like she, she released it before going on Bachelor in Paradise, in which case... It's kind of, um, you know, like I'm always, I'm, you know, and by the way, 
Caitlin Bristow released a single. Uh, you know what I mean? So let's see if there's any comments. People said, hell yeah, here for this. Um, you know, I don't know. She's really talented. Her voice is amazing. Hey, good for her. Good for her. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm not on a team here. I know it's all, oh, you know, uh, border patrol Dave here, not picking sides, but, um, I'm not on a team here because I can understand Danielle being upset if she's trying to pursue her relationship and his ex is like nonstop calling him fraud and this and that. And then I can understand Sarah's side where she's like, really, you guys are going to hate on me. You, uh, Caitlin's been messy on the show. Caitlin said everything she felt, uh, you know, and called people out. Caitlin's released a podcast. Caitlin promotes her wine. Why can't I do this for me? You know? So I think we need to separate her promoting her art from her grievances that she has here. I think we can separate those two. And if you have been living under a rock, there's been a lot of news in the Twitter world. And let's find a way to dive into the Twitter story through the lens of Bachelor alumni, some supporting Elon Musk. Uh, which is triggering a lot of people out there. Have a listen. Uh, Twitter is uh, imploding in front of our eyes, and we are going to discuss it a little bit and start with the conversation happening with Bachelor alumni Akira Mengistu, who has responded to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. AOC. So... Uh, it, this isn't political. This I, I I don't see it that way. I don't see I don't see Twitter necessarily as political. You have workers' rights issues. You have billionaire CEO. You've got it all playing out in a public forum. This is fascinating to say the least. And like most people, I would consider myself a rubbernecker. And we know rubbernecking is when you create traffic because everyone's busy trying to look at what just went down as far as a car crash. So we're watching a car crash play out on Twitter. We're going to get into it. Follow me on Instagram at DNeils. I'm also on Patreon right now as I've been sourcing this content. It's pretty. It's, it's always interesting to see the behind the scenes of finding a story because I didn't know if this was going to be a story, but I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty interesting stuff. This is taking over the whole world right now. So patreon.com slash Dave Neal if you want behind the scenes content. And as always, this afternoon we'll have Bachelor Rush Hour for the daily podcast. As I've mentioned in the, my last video, Tasha, my wife's gift guide is up and there's a link in the comment section if you want some holiday gift ideas. You put a very well thought out gift guide to together along with some uh some different cocktails you can make and things like that plus next saturday stand-up show at rejects beer company in newport rhode island if you want to come to that after thanksgiving all right let's jump right into it so here's what aoc said Shout out to all the workers at Twitter. You all built a vital place for connection and deserve so much better. Millions of people appreciate the space you built and the hard work that went into it. Thank you. Kira's response was, I don't understand this tweet. Is this shading Elon for making smart business decisions by laying off redundant employees? Or is it shading him for refusing to tolerate public disrespect for his employees from his employees? Either way, by girl. Now, for me, it's like you could do without the sass, but I understand in the, in the uh, influencer world, sometimes you're just trying to make make ripples out there. And I think that's what Kira is trying to do. Now, my thoughts on Elon Musk are complicated because on one hand, we know he didn't create Tesla. We know he bought it, but he made it what it is today. So whether he's the one who's landing the rockets on, on, on their, on their feet, right? I've never seen NASA do that. He's done things that we've never seen done before through the teams uh, of, 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 of uh, creatives surrounding him. He busts through this Twitter door. And again, this isn't me defending him. This is me This is me rubbernecking. He busts through the Twitter door and says, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. And he does all these different things. I don't have enough information for me to properly say that 
what what Kira's saying, which is that he's making smart business decisions. I'm not going to look at this burning dumpster fire, which is Twitter right now, and say that he's making smart decisions. I have no idea what he's doing. I have no idea what the books are look like or this or that. But I think it's interesting. I mean, we look at a billionaire, Elon Musk. Don't forget, the previous CEO and founder of Twitter also a billionaire. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know how uh, industry standard the severance packages are. I don't know anything about that. But I do know it's fascinating to watch. Let's see a few of the reports going on. If you, I'll try to catch you up if you haven't been a part of this or haven't, you know, if you've been living under a rock. Tonight, a Twitter meltdown. It all started with Elon Musk's ultimatum to employees to either work extremely hardcore, his words, or resign. Yeah, ABC 7 News reporter Tim Johns is in the newsroom for us tonight tracking this state of disarray. Tim. State of disarray. Yeah, Dan, um, I don't know if you guys have been on, but it's been a wild day on Twitter, to say the least. Just logging onto the platform this evening and the top trending hashtag is RIP Twitter. At this point, a lot of people are asking, how did we get here and what happens next? Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, fired about half the company's workforce just a few weeks ago. And since then, things have gotten even more tumultuous. Now, 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 now I look at this and I go, we don't, we don't know exactly who he's laying off and we don't know if these were redundant employees. But at the same time, if the business isn't profitable, like I don't know how Twitter makes its money. It's always been valued at this level. And we look at cryptocurrency and this FTX billion dollars just vanishing. You know, we had someone worth $80 billion last week who's you know, uh, driving Uber in the Bahamas, right? I don't get it. And I think a lot of people need to pump their brakes and understand if they don't get it, it's okay too. We don't all have to be experts on everything. I don't know what's going down. Obviously, there's a lot of angry ex-employees out there. In an email obtained by ABC News, Musk gave employees until 2 p.m. this afternoon to commit to working, quote, extremely hardcore or also be laid off from the company. Now, according to several sources, many of the Twitter employees who got this email did actually decide to resign, including several who work on targeting misinformation and hate speech. The perception seems to be the company is in chaos. Now, Twitter has not responded for comments, but Elon Musk has been tweeting throughout the evening, including once to say that usage had hit an all-time high. Now, for sure, I can imagine usage is at an all-time high. I can imagine that. But when you create this type of chaos, you can't expect these numbers to to stick around, right? This mess is going to have to get cleaned up. Now, The Bachelor, to relate this back to The Bachelor crowd, uh, a large segment of Bachelor audience wants to make this about Kira, you know, her points of views. Is this political? Is she anti AOC? Is all these different things. And I just, I, I, I'm not willing to go there. I'm, I'm trying to criticize very specific things because in part, in part, Kira, what she says kind of makes sense. And she goes, I don't understand this tweet because I don't necessarily understand it either. Is AOC mourning the loss of those that were laid off? I don't know. I'm not going to assume everyone who worked at Twitter was were good people, but I'm also not going to assume what Kira said, that it was a, a smart business decision. But we do know that, uh, that not only did M Elon Musk overpay for Twitter, but he's still like selling billions of dollars of shares of Tesla 
to continue to pay for Twitter. So it's like, how how did Twitter even make money beforehand? And I know I know there's been talk of a lot of sponsors have pulled out because of how uh, uh, tumultuous it has all been. But of course, this is what Twitter's become. Ella Dawson tweeted, why does Twitter have to die before I get to tell you all what minor celebrity son gave me genital herpes? This, but this is a perfect example of what Twitter is. You say something so provocative to get people's attention, and then in the next tweet, I'm not gonna say it, but you should definitely read my memoir about it. That's what Twitter is create a fire, and then try to hose it down while promoting your podcast. Um, some of the comments are just wild from, from the threads out there. Uh, some people are reporting that Twitter could break as soon as tonight. That was posted yesterday. Twitter still exists. According to an inside source, the internal version of the Twitter app used by employees is already slowing down. Others have said that the reason why Elon Musk shut down the Twitter headquarters, because essentially... Elon Musk said this, everyone's got to show up to work. Everyone has to work in person. And then I, there was fear that there's going to be sabotage from, from employees leaving the company that they said all offices are closed till Monday. So people are thinking, are they closed till Monday? And someone had tweeted, is this like when we went on a two week break from work in March of 2020 before the whole world shut down? Um, Elon Musk could have ended world hunger and poverty and he decided to F up Twitter for $44 billion instead. Now I don't know I don't know the price of ending world hunger. I know I I know it that's a that's a huge issue. Um but I'm not I don't also like the well what if we did this with the money versus that. Twitter is one of the largest media platforms in the world. If he was able to create a Twitter that had authenticity, truth, got rid of fake troll accounts and bots and all that that negativity, then we could be in a good place. But is he able to put out the dumpster fire before that can happen? He tweeted this just half an hour ago. New Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative hate tweets will be max deboosted and demonetized. That sounds like a fake word, max deboosted. You're going to be totally max deboosted if you don't steal. So no ads or other revenue to Twitter. You won't find the tweet unless you specifically seek it out. And we call that shadow banning. The question will become, what will constitute a negative or hate tweet? Is it a negative tweet to criticize a journalist or criticize a politician? We need to live in a world where we can criticize journalists and politicians. Now, for those that have to live on one side of a political spectrum or another, Elon then tweeted this. Kathy Griffin, Jordan Peterson, I think he spelled Jordan wrong, and Babylon B have been reinstated. I don't know who Babylon B is. Jordan Peterson uh, considers himself a traditional liberalist, liberal, um, although a lot of people will, uh, will think he's like a, uh, 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 an alt-right guy. But either way, he exists on one spectrum. Kathy Griffin was kicked off for, um, I believe, having, doing, making a beheading photo with the president. I have to be careful what I even say now because I don't want to get demonetized. So my point being is, so far, he's reinstating people from different ideologies. And I think that's good. I think it was a horrible idea for Elon Musk to say something politically before the election. He basically said, if you want, you know, X, Y, and Z, you should vote Republican. I think that's a horrible idea. It's like, now you own this company. That's like owning a newspaper and saying, vote this way. And I, I know newspapers will endorse people. So I do understand that that is also messed up. And I agree. I think it's messed up. I think, I think people shouldn't be nudged in any direction. What we should search for and be after and push Elon Musk to be doing on Twitter is to create an honest place for people to share ideas, to not be necessarily, um, uh, uh, you know, pushed in one direction or another and let those good ideas surface cream rises to the top. I believe in that. 
I believe the cream rises to the top. So he says Trump decision has not yet been made. So clearly they're weighing this decision heavily to bring Donald Trump back onto Twitter if they decide to do that. And he also said this applies just to the individual tweet, not the whole account. So you don't get your whole account taken down if you post some negative stuff. That negative thing just goes. Like I said, how are we going to decide what's negative and what kind of human error will exist will be the bigger problem that we had in the first place. Because the problem was is like who at Twitter is making the decisions to to flag people or demonetize people. That's kind of what it all comes down to. So the conversation is way more complicated than just, um, you know, slamming AOC or being pro Elon or this or that. It's way more complicated than, th than that. I'm excited to continue seeing how it all goes down. And again, just so you guys know, these are all clips from YouTube videos. Some of these clips are closer to the full length of a video. For this Twitter story, there's actually a longer version on YouTube. If you actually want to listen to the longer, more, more nuanced version, go to YouTube. But of course, for our audio files out there, I appreciate all of your support regardless. And uh, what is now nominated as one of our best videos of 2022 is the spat between Kate and Logan. Watch or listen, I should say to the drama just jumping through the screen. As we know, Kate Gallivan uh, was put, had a montage of all the times she pretty much knocked down Logan, right? She was into him, but afraid that he wouldn't live up to the sort of lifestyle standards she liked. She made fun of his Honda, which I think is a Nissan. She made fun of the fact he couldn't afford Equinox memberships, which as we know is one of the priciest uh, gym culture uh, movements that exists out there. It's not just a gym. You go to hang out in the steam room, you get a juice smoothie, uh, uh, celery, wheatgrass, whatever, you know, it's a thing. So he responds. So we'll get into what he said. So once watching this season of Bachelor in Paradise, he was able to fully see all of the ways in which she was sort of knocking him down. The funny part is, as I mentioned before, the aspect that, so Kate's shallow. She's shallow in the sense that she wants um, a sort of financial level um, and you, you could argue that everyone should want some sort of, you know, reliability and all that. You can argue that for sure. But the way she came across was like, I'm, I am holier than. So after that, she then mentions the thing she likes about Logan is that he's tall. So the things she doesn't like about him are shallow. The things she likes about him are shallow. And then here was his response. Proving to my TV girlfriend that I'm not broke keeping it 100 and here he is with some rap music a nice slow zoom in and he goes down there in front of his nissan car with the doors open up monopoly money hella cash a costco wholesale premium membership smells it throws it out and extra guacamole on his wet burrito so that's about as good as you're gonna get that's a great fantastic response but wait there's more and i have to say this logan as the male as the guy with all the options on the beach, for him to be the person that everyone rallies around shows you two things. A, how deeply unlikable Kate Gallivan is. And two, how funny Logan actually is in his sense of humor is turning people around, just turning them around. So here's how Kate defended herself. And then we'll get to what she said in Cabo and his response. And trust me, it's worth it. Hang on tight. So Kate says, Bachelor in Paradise star Kate defends her controversial comments about Logan and Hayden's financial situations. 
Uh, she said, can we just be real for a second? And that's when it gets a problem when you say, can we be real? I am tired of having that conversation being so taboo and de demonized. Money's not something that we should be afraid of. It is a factor in life. Uh, well, look, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things we shouldn't be afraid of. It's not the money talk that people are upset about. It's the fact that she's shaming him for not being as far along as she is. I mean, he's a lot younger. If anything, she should have let it with, look, he's young. He doesn't know what he wants to do. That's one thing. But she went straight to the end product, which money shouldn't be the end product. Money represents some things. It can represent you love what you do, so you make a lot of money. But it can also represent that you're, 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 you don't have passions. You don't like what you're doing because you have a dead-end job, but you make money, but you're not happy. It can, it can mean all sorts of things. Money's not the problem here. The controversy began when Kate returned from her less than stellar date with Hayden, not exactly feeling sparks, but not exactly hating the fact that he had a successful business. Though Kate committed herself to Logan, shortly thereafter, she woke up questioning that choice given that Logan can't afford Equinox, has two roommates, and wouldn't be able to foot the bill for a fancy vacation. Kate did choose Logan at Monday's rose ceremony, a decision she told E.T. was never really in doubt. She said, listen, I mean, I think we all understand that it's a TV show. There are elements that are shown and not shown. I always knew it was Logan. I wanted to be open-minded, give everybody kind of a fair shot, but it was always going to be Logan. I was willing to be open and honest about that. I'm open to the feedback, the criticism, whatever. But at the end of the day, I was being real. So, okay, so she says, it's all a TV show. There are elements that aren't shown, but at the same time, I was being real. These are the things you talk about with your girlfriends, like sipping martinis behind closed doors. Of course, it's a factor. Sipping, how unlikable, she literally becomes more unlikable the more she talks. Oh, this is the type of trash you talk with your friends, you know, when you're sipping expensive martinis behind closed doors. This is her version of locker room talk, okay? This is her version of saying, oh, boys will be boys, girls will be girls. We're going to shame somebody who's a Lyft driver because maybe they're, uh, maybe they're a composer who's between gigs and they're an artist or creative. Or, oh, get out of here. This is such rubbish. As for the criticism she received for her comments, Kate has no problem ignoring the haters. When you're in the public eye, when you're on a show and you're making decisions under duress, with lack of sleep, with alcohol, of course things can be misconstrued. But at the end of the day, when I said when I said what I said was something that I stand by, and I think a lot of other people can relate to that. I don't know. I don't know many people who are taking her side. Yeah, if 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 you're dating a guy who's on unemployment, not looking for work, kind of dicking around, just don't go and surfing all day, fine. We don't know that to be the case here. You know, <laughs> I could go on and on and on. There could be a time in the very short future where Logan's worth more than Kate. There could be a time in the very short future where his financial circumstance turns around because he is so funny with his social media and he does have entertainment value and things he can offer people. She said, I'm super open about who I am. Okay, when it comes to how Logan felt as he watched Kate's comments play out on TV, he told Entertainment Tonight that he's secure in who he is, so much so that it didn't bother him in the slightest. He said, I'm super open about who I am. I shop at Costco. I love a good Costco hot dog. I wear regular clothes that I buy from the skate shop. I'm not pretending to be anybody, so there's no part of me that's ashamed of who I am. I'm very proud of who I am. I'm okay with that. I'm grinning ear to ear hearing Logan say, I'm okay. I eat hot dogs at the old Costco. Lo oh, my gosh, literally, I got to cue the music right now. We literally could run Logan for president. Ladies and gentlemen, Logan for president of the United States of Bachelor. Okay. Anyway, here's Kate's response. He made the TikTok showing off his Costco card. Kate responded just now. 
or on Instagram, I guess last night that she's got this beautiful view in Cabo. She shows that, you know, like every, like every white girl who vacations, she shows the view. Nobody cares what the Palapa next door looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've all seen clouds before. And so then there she is. She's with Eliza, I guess a Costco, a Costco card and some extra guac ain't getting you here and then she tagged Cabo San Lucas and of course a lot of people responded saying hey honey I hate to break it to you Cabo's beautiful but it's actually quite affordable to get to it's not like she's in some Fijian uh you know infinity pool uh overlooking you know some uh Tahitian thatched roof with one of those floors that's made out of glass so you can see a bunch of fish banging below you all right Kate you're like, oh, the, oh, yeah. Can a Costco card get you to Palm Springs, California? Yeah, it can. And even with inflation as bad as it is, Cabo ain't 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 all that cracked up to me. Cabo's beautiful. Look, I got married in Mexico. I think Mexico's beautiful. It's just it's just not that big of a flex. Is my point. So here's where it gets good. We always talk about parlaying information. Someone wants to come at me with a hundred pounds of force. I'm going to take it and parlay it in another direction, transferring the, the energy. No one does this better than a good comedic smackdown. You want to heckle me, whatever force you give me, I'm going to give it right back at you and smack you right back down. And Logan does just that. Sorry, Equinox. I'm spoken for. And he tags his gym. And then here we go. She says, Costco can't afford Cabo. What does Logan do? He responds, on my way, baby, Los Cabos, in the Costco travel directory. I'm sorry, that's it. That's how you re- That's how you return the bird. That is so good. So, so good. Located on Mexico's Baja California Peninsula. So, I'm telling you right now, I said this before for Equinox. I said, I can't believe they haven't publicly tried to get Logan to be their spokesperson. But if you're Costco and you're listening, I need Logan dressed up in a Costco uniform. I need him serving hot dogs at all your different locations. I need meet and greets. I need Logan to be the sponsored poster boy for Costco for wholesale. Because nobody does wholesale as good as my boy, Logan. Great response. So the title of that last piece of audio that you heard on YouTube is called Kate Renews Unlikability Pledge. That's right. I mean, look, we try to give everyone a fair shot, but boy, how unlikable. Oh, you know, these are the conversations everyone has behind the scenes sipping our martinis. Yuck. Maybe it's true, but geez, Louise. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. I hope everyone has a fantastic Friday. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Again, uh, if you haven't already, check out my vlog on Dave Neal Vlogs. And also, we released a vlog, if you like that, on Tasha's channel, my wife's channel, Tasha Courtney. That vlog is a sort of day in the life of us getting our wedding photos taken with our dog. Trust me, it's adorable as hell. You're going to love this. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you later. I've been Dave Neal, and this has been Bachelor Rush Hour. Scared.